All right, welcome to Cosmic Disclosure. I'm your host, David Wilcock. We're here with Corey Good, And in this episode, we're going to go into underground and undersea bases. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Some people, in fact, probably many people, are familiar with this strange image that's been circulating around on the Internet forever of this very large tunnel boring machine that says U.S. Air Force on it. It's all white, and you see these guys next to it, and they are dwarfed in size by this thing. What is that machine? Are they, uh, are they able to dig tunnels underground? Is that what that is? Yes, it's uh, like a mole boring machine, a nuclear tunneling machine that uh, uh, crushes and vitrifies the rock as it goes. They have different t uh, sizes and types, but I believe the one you're talking about, the gargantua one, uh, creates huge tunnels through all different types of rock for as long as you want them to go. And they've created tunnel systems that circumnavigate under the oceans from continent to continent. So just to break into this a little bit, do you think that underground cities are being made? Do you think that they exist? <laughs> I know it. I've seen I've seen images. I've seen video. If you were to see the video of some of these places, you would think you were looking at a luxury mall or hotel in Dubai. They're very futuristic looking. Um, a lot of the times in the middle, um, for at least sections, there's wide open areas with uh, on the outside um, along the. Um, Outside border will be the beginning of where you enter into the complexes, and then they'll go further out uh, in into the, uh, I guess, cat what used to be a cavern wall that they built. And uh, the images they, that I saw took almost looked like they were taken from a drone going down, and you could see curved, huge elevators. And uh, this is the kind of thing that they would show people that uh, they wanted to get into the secret space program to tell them, you know, we have bases off-planet that are as advanced as the Jetsons. These are obviously built for the elite. The military bases are much more Spartan, and when you're in them, you wouldn't know the diff much of a difference than if you were at an above-ground base. Well... It sounds a little different what you're describing than I think many people's perception would be. I think if most people would think of an underground base, then they would imagine that a certain amount of ground is carved out, and that ground is the building. So all you're going to have is rooms and hallways. They're, they have those as well. Yes. They do. Yes. A lot of them are laid out in a way that are... Um, uh, very long, narrow corridors that are carved out and uh, um, that will be, um, you know, side-by-side side or uh, a few side-by-side side and a few, like, uh, uh, turned the opposite way, I guess, perpendicular. Hmm. And then um, we'll have the same amount going that way uh, in the opposite direction uh, that will be connected. But those are the ones that are usually not that far underground and are usually uh, directly underneath 
some sort of uh, already existing base or uh, other structures. Are these always drilled out of the ground or? No. Uh, over, over the years, they've used many different uh, ways of doing it from uh, using conventional or um, I guess the original type of nuclear explosions to, to blast out cavities that uh, would uh, vitrify a lot of the rock. A lot of it would collapse back in. They would go in and clean whatever out that they needed and then finish it off. Some so of just it, a typical nuclear bomb underground in the will hollow out a large cavity even if it's all solid rock down there? Right. Okay. And then a lot of times they would uh, drill, they would just drill really deep holes, put in charges of um, high plastiques, things that uh, detonate at well over 32,000 feet per second that just turn the rock to dust, no matter how hard it is. Mm. And then uh, they excavate it. And of course you have the tunnel boring machines. And then up in, in recent times, they have more recent uh, next-gen type of explosive devices that, uh, when detonated, uh, leave a lot more desirable, almost spherical hole in the rock that also has almost no radiation. When are you aware of these underground civilizations, underground bases first being constructed? We've been building underground bases since... Uh, before World War One, that are before World War One, yeah, that are, that were pretty impressive, but uh, we were, that's when we were really learning. Uh, it really didn't become a real pressing matter to have deep underground military bases until the nuclear age, and until the age of having not only nuclear uh, weapons but uh, delivery systems that were so, sort of like bunker busters that could deliver nuclear weapons deep under the rock strata before detonating. So they had to keep up with the weapon systems that were being delivered, uh, developed. As the uh, weapon, weapon systems were being developed to take out deep underground military bases, the deeper they went and the more sophisticated they became. Isn't there going to be a problem regarding the Earth's crust getting hotter as you go farther down? How do they circumvent that? They do have environmental control over the... It, these, are, these are closed systems. Uh, all the air, everything, they're, they're closed systems. And in a closed system, you can pressurize it and control the atmosphere. So you're saying that some of the ones that our own people have built have actual buildings in them like you're looking at a city? Some of the ones that were actually built as cities, underground cities, for what we call the elite and their families to escape to. Do they have, like what we talked about with some of these inner earth civilizations, do they have trees down there and lakes and rivers, that kind of stuff, as well as buildings? They do hydroponics. They also have... Um, plant life to help 
do some sort of balance with uh, scrubbing CO2 and also uh, with their water systems. It's, it's a closed system, so they, they do have that kind of thing, but I do, I do not know the uh, breadth of it. How do they find a water supply? Are they able to tap into aquifers or underground uh, rivers? Yeah, the, the problem is keeping the water out. Really? Let's go now to Phil Schneider, who is a whistleblower who came out about, as you said, deep underground military bases or dumps. And at the time, Schneider was widely ridiculed by most of the UFO community. But shortly after he came out, he died. And since then, a lot of the things that others are saying seem to be validating Phil Schneider's testimony. Yeah, um, there, there are underground bases and facilities all over the place, in, in cities all around us. I mean, there, there are people that walk into buildings that take elevators that uh, are service elevators that the rest of the public don't know about. They go down several more floors than anyone in that work in the building know about, get on a underground train system and are shuttled in, to in, anywhere in the world in a matter of, you know, an hour or two to where, you know, they can work in these underground bu uh, bunkers and uh, facilities. And they're absolutely spread out all over the place. Well, let's take a look now at this map that Phil Schneider hand drew over America that shows a series of round circles where bases are and then a series of lines between them that ostensibly represent tunnel systems. It's extremely incomplete. You say that's extremely incomplete? Oh, yeah. Okay, why would you say it's incomplete? Because the, uh, the underground tram system goes under the ocean, it goes to Australia, goes to Europe, goes to Asia. It, the, the tram system travels all over. So, and there are underwater bases, there are under, uh, they, uh, there are base, there are bases that are underwater on the surface of the um, ocean floor, and there are also subterranean bases below the ocean floor. Well, some people might have trouble with that because normally just getting a submarine down there, like a, a bath escape or one of these things that they would use to try to film the ocean floor, the pressures become extremely great as you go farther and farther down from all the water that's there. Mm -hmm. So based on your understanding, how have they surmounted these problems to make these undersea bases? The type of base that I'm going to tell you about right now, you're not going to really find in the Marianas Trench, not built by us anyway. But I had an engineer describe to me how they built a certain base with domes that were lowered into the water, positioned with uh, by the Navy, and then an underwater concrete was applied. The domes were placed 
in, on top of the foundation, and then the water is pumped out from the inside of the dome. And then the pressure of the ocean creates an even tighter seal from the way it's engineered. It's a type of concrete that uh, is the foundation. You, they enter in below and come up within. And these aren't huge domes like you would you know, think of in sci-fi, but they could be like colonies of domes that are, that are connected together. And what is the dome material made out of? What does it look like? Some sort of, I don't know if it's a, a acrylic or plastic or of some sort. Does it have any transparency or is it is solid? It's kind of an opaque. Okay. And uh, then they build within it. And then again, there's also Navy um, expeditions that have gone and found beautiful underwater caverns that uh, lead to areas underground that are perfect for sealing off and pumping all the water out, pressurizing and building a base. Uh, they've done that and created several uh, submarine bases. There's one that there was a lot of speculation about. Some people said it was a hoax, but there is an opening for a underground base system that submarines use off the coast of California that was, I believe, caught on a satellite image. And there was a, a whole lot of scuttlebutt on the internet about it. And then it kind of died off. The, there was a door that would normally be closed that uh, matches the features of the ocean floor. And it was wide open. And this is where submarines go in, go to a, a lake that is in Nevada or Arizona. Yeah, Nebraska. The Nebraska Navy. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and and pops up in a pops up and they pop up in a lake or they they'll stay just below uh, and and not surface. But uh, they have it's large enough for nuclear submarines to travel in a subterranean cavern system. It's like an under ground submarine, an underground, underwater submarine base. Well, let's just speak in generalities now, because I think the answer you're going to give is quite shocking. How many bases underground or undersea have we in our modern civilization built oh, that you're aware of? Anywhere from very small ones to very large ones, it's, it's hundreds, hundreds of them. Hmm. And as we build bases or tunneling for bases, we come across many ancient underground bases from other civilizations or current bases from non-humans. So there's a lot going on down there. There are a lot of different types of bases and there's some prime real estate below the ground to do things secretly and all the beings that are doing secret things, including our uh, special access program people, are down there doing it. How could they possibly pay for such massive construction programs? You're assuming that uh, they're going to the DOD, putting in a cost, ex an expense, uh, expenditure um, plan and getting it approved and then going and, and taking that money out of the budget and hiring this contractor and that con contractor to come in and, um, you know, do all this work and then paying them with a, 
a check. Uh, everything is everything that is done is done with either if it's done with the lower space program uh, or military intelligence, it's done with drug money, money laundered from some other type of uh, illegal activity, or it is done with uh, uh, misappropriated funds from other things like maybe social security. <laughs> but they find a way to make things happen when they need it. When we're looking at the kind of labor that would be involved in building skyscrapers, we're talking about tremendous numbers of contractors, tremendous amount of logistics and support, bringing in all the building materials, the construction materials. Is there some kind of vast underground infrastructure of workers who just live underground that would be available to build new things like this? Because obviously if they are building this stuff underground and they're using people from the surface, that creates an operational security issue, I would think. Right. A large group that do, they maintain the underground systems okay. and the people that build them, well, they don't, they live down there pretty much when they're building it, but they are not sequestered down there. Mm. They are a part of this military industrial complex and are heavily rewarded for the work they do. Now, if these people were all sequestered down and uh, the security procedures were taken to where we never saw or heard from any of them, we would, we would know nothing about these bases. Is this something that's primarily being done by the cabal-controlled countries, or are there other countries that are less cabal-oriented, like let's say India or China, that are doing this as well? Just about any country you can think of is doing this on some level. Are these countries that are not part of the cabal, are those bases disconnected from the cabal bases? That, Absolutely. Okay. So it's not like they're all no, they're self-contained together. No, these are, yeah. Most of the bases are self-contained. Uh, there's only a few that are, I mean, not a few, but a, a small percentage that are a part of this underground network. Uh, a small percentage of globally of them all. The vast majority of them are uh, built to be self-contained and to house a certain amount of people anywhere from 10, 20 to 100 years hmm. and sustain them. What do they use for power to, to run the electricity down there? Well, some of them use geothermal power and some of them use hydrodynamics, and some of them use classified power hmm. systems. It would appear that there would have to be a decent number of people who are living down there on a continual basis in order to keep this whole infrastructure going. Yeah, and they see that as a golden ticket if there's a c catastrophe above ground, and they're not gonna jeopardize that if they think that uh, if they have a golden ticket for them and their family to bring their family down, the last thing they're going to do is jeopardize their family being left on the surface during some sort of a um, catastrophe. Are there people who have been down there for generations and they've never gone back to the surface? That is mostly the case I've heard on uh, off-world bases. How many total personnel do you think there are that I, you know of? There's no way I could even guesstimate, 
but there's more now than ever. All the intelligence that's been coming in, I guess we'll go with the cabal term, cabal groups have been moving supplies, tooling, uh, military assets, personal items, and family to these bases. One of the most advanced bases is has been built down in Brazil. It is one that uh, there's been a lot of activity, a lot, a lot of shipping containers, a lot of uh, supplies, a lot of personnel moving down there. Uh, this has been reported by several different sources and it's been going on for well over six months. Have you heard any intel on your own about some of these bases having a vulnerability or potentially being portaled out or otherwise destroyed in some way? Yes, there have been some of these bases that have been attacked. Some of the older bases or bases closer to the surface. Uh, this is why they have put so many resources into building these more advanced bases like the one I'm talking about in Brazil that I've heard referenced as a Zazi base and a few other terms. So it's definitely a cabal, Nazi type uh, fascist regime base. Zazi is similar to Nazi. So yes, yeah. it's uh, when the groups moved down to South America, they started going by uh, business names and business coalition coalition groups, they started going by Zazi. Hmm. And they were all, uh, they all happened to be Germans with ties to Nazi Germany. Are you aware of any extraterrestrial groups from your time in the space program that would have a sufficiently advanced technology where long straight shafts like this could be built with exceptional ease, much more than what we're doing with these nuclear controlled drilling uh, tuber systems that we have. Yes, these ET embassies, as the space program is calling them, are diamond laser cut looking and symmetrical and um, were built in almost no time. So do they have a way of getting rid of the material so they don't need to just be hauling it out of there? Is it something yeah. that gets rid of the rock? Yeah, once you get to a certain stage and uh, understand everything is vibration and it's it's uh, child's play for them to manipulate matter. To us, it's a, it's a real mind bender to try to figure out, you know, how that magic works. But uh, to them, it's, uh, you know, they understand that like we understand uh, how the tides work on uh, the planet. How many of these hundreds of bases that you talked about have extraterrestrials in them as well as humans? Are they primarily ours or are they also jointly owned and run at times? Of course, some of them are joint uh, operated. I don't have that information. Uh, I know that the majority of them are uh, for uh, R&D. One last thing I want to get you to address right before we end the episode here is people all over the world are hearing these very scary, deep, resonant trumpet-sounding noises. And I've had insiders like Jacob from the space program tell me that there are these air apertures on these underground bases, and they can partially open them or close them and then ventilate air through them, and it's like blowing into a trumpet and getting this big resonant sound. Do you know if they do have these iris type of metal things that could be used like that, that open and close for air ventilation? Every once in a while they purge the air from 
they recycle the air. But some of these trumpet noises people are hearing on a wider scale in, in, the, in the skies are actually um, a uh, energetic shock wave coming from the sun uh, causing a, not really a sky quake, but the sound is coming from energy coming from the sun interacting with our, our upper atmosphere. Do you know if there could be a way that ventilating the air out of an underground base could cause that trumpet sound? It, it, it causes a, a real weird sound, almost like a tornado siren. So you're saying that these sounds could be the result of air being ventilated periodically from these underground facilities. Right. At times, the metallic shaft is vibrating. Right. They, they recycle air from time to time. All right. Well, thank you, Corey. This has been a very fascinating episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. This is Cosmic Disclosure. I'm your host, David Wilcock. And I thank you for watching.